0: I know a lot lot of people, I want to tell really quick about one opportunity. A lot of people, a lot of us, because we're human, a lot of us because we're American, a lot of us because we uh, are followers of Jesus, have had recognition and care and concern about Afghanistan and what's happened there, and then hear about all these refugees or people fleeing and maybe coming to our area and wondering, hey, could we help and what can we help? And as a church, what could we do? On Thursday, we're doing a, uh, a church in Boulder, Cornerstone Church is kind of, there's going to be a number of different people from the faith community are going to meet with the Lutheran, the, the Lutheran uh, refugee, it's the an immigrant and refugee committee. They have this organization that's just excellent and do a great job helping place refugees and come around, come around them and help them. And so it's just sort of exploratory, and we're going to go and say, okay, what is, what is the need in Boulder County? Uh, how could we help? And, and I'm not going. Uh, Emmy, where's Emmy? Emmy is going to be there, and is Carrie in here? Carrie Kruger is going to go. A couple people from our church just saying, hey, what are ways that we can maybe help? And maybe this is like something that you're like, oh, yeah. And if that's you, I, want, I would love you to talk to, to Emmy or to Carrie or to me if you want, but Thursday at 8.30 a.m. Uh, at Cornerstone and get more information and just a way for our church too. Let's say, Lord, is this something you have for us and a way that we can help uh, people and that we could serve? Sound good? Let's stand. Yo, you can pray or you could clap. You could clap. It was like, I know we're going to sit. That was the worst clap ever. Uh, yeah, yeah, let's just give it up. Hey, and I got to tell you guys, it feels really good as, uh, as uh, the preacher and speaker uh, when everyone shows up and nobody sits in the front row. <laughs> let's stand up. We are in a series going through the Lord's Prayer, and that every week here during this time, we together are going to say together and really try to pray together. Uh, The Lord's Prayer that Jesus gave us out of Matthew chapter 6. So, Lord, teach us to pray. Let's pray this together. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And give us today our daily bread and forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Amen. Go ahead and grab a seat. This, the Lord's Prayer is given twice in the New Testament. One is in Luke, that's kind of an abbreviated version, and then this longer version is in Matthew. And it's right in the middle of Matthew chapter six. Matthew chapter six is in the middle of the Sermon on the Mount, which is this like powerful teaching of Jesus in Matthew five, six, and seven. We were in Israel. I was in Israel one time, up uh, right by the Sea of Galilee, and we went to the mount we went to this hill that's overlooking the sea of galilee and they said we this is where this is where jesus stood and gave the sermon on the mount this is where he taught the lord's prayer and so we go to all these different places when we do these kind of pilgrimages to israel and at most of these places we teach something hey here's what's happened and we give like a, you know some kind of great teaching and we got to this place and we got to the hill and we were overlooking the Sea of Galilee, and I said, Hey, instead of like teaching that good thing we were going to teach, can, can I just read the Sermon on the Mount? And so we all kind of spread out on the place, on, on the Mount, and I grabbed my Bible and opened up, and I, and I just read, like standing where Jesus gave it, I read the Sermon on the Mount. And there's this one place, like towards the end of Matthew 6, it says, uh, you know, don't worry about today. Like, even look at, how, look at the birds of the air. And I'm not kidding. This, these migrating, uh, I think it was storks, whoo, whoo, come flying over our heads. And, and look at the birds of the air and how the Lord takes care of them. And it was it was this, pow- I felt deeply honored to get to do it. And it was just this powerful time and friends, when we go to Israel, do me a favor, raise your hand if you've been to Israel, if you've done one of these trips. Yeah, a number of people. And, and you go, I promise you, you go up to any of those people and say, do you have a story like that about when you were there? Like, oh, I got a way better story <laughs> than, than what that guy said today on the stage. Um, get, Lord just shows up, and it is one of the most powerful things. So that's why I say, hey, That's why I help lead these trips, and we're going to be leading a trip to Israel uh, and to to the Holy Lands. It's April 23rd to May 4th, and we're taking registrations and signups right now. And if you have any interest in possibly going, scan that thing, scan that thing, and it's just going to bring up the itinerary and costs and needs and all that stuff, but just scan it. And that can give you the info. Um, I'm not going to talk about it that much more on Sunday mornings, but would love to invite. Uh, it seems to me like the Lord stirs people and says, hey, now is a great time to go. And I know it's COVID and there's still going to be, but it, it is really looking like it's going to happen. Uh, but I want to invite you to that. This morning, we're going to sit in two lines of, of the Lord's Prayer. It's two, like, stanzas. It's give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. It's 18 words, 18 words that we're going to sit in. And so I'm going to start with give us this day our daily bread, which, of course, reminds me of my favorite mariachi song. Right? You guys have a favorite mariachi song, right? <laughs> right? Yeah, I know someone who's not here, and I won't say Gary Mansdorfer's name, but he, he you say, oh, mariachi. He said, oh, yeah, I pay them to go away. And uh, he's like, I don't like mariachi. I love mariachi. And when you're at a restaurant or a, a Mexican beach or whatever, yeah, the mariachi comes in, and so I'm going to help you out. Are you ready? You don't want to take notes about any of the Bible stuff, but take notes about this. I'm about ready to help you out a lot. My favorite mariachi song is called Un Dia La Vez. Un Dia La Vez. You get it? One day at a time. So next time when you're at a restaurant and the mariachi come up to you and they're like, hey, would you like us to play a song? You got to drop it. Yeah, Un Dia La Vez. Por favor, you know, have them them sing. So I'm going to play it for you. All right, and we're gonna have to we're we're gonna help you out, and we're gonna mute this on the live stream because we can't we get blocked if we play this music. But uh, Los Tigres del Norte are the band right here. Have won many a Grammys. I'm gonna stand, I'm gonna translate. Close your eyes. See yourself wherever your favorite mariachi is, and listen to the words of this song. We have been in Mexico uh, building homes and the mariachi shows up and singing that song. And I just, uh, my wife and I lived in Mexico for a year when we were pregnant with our oldest uh, daughter. So this was 19 years ago. And we went as to help. We went to work with a mission and a ministry. We said, oh, we're going to go down and, and help people who, who have a lot less material stuff than us, and, and we love God, and so we'll help them to love God and, and share that. So we went down, and we did find people with materially less than us. And for the first time in my life, I spent time and got to be friends with people who, who did not have food in their refrigerator for tomorrow. And we went because we were going to help, and we have faith, and we had some resources. And what we encountered, people who would pray, Lord, give us this day our daily bread. And there was no bread yet. And, And what we found was that people with such a rich faith and a trust in God that way exceeded what we had. At that time, and, and we we found this great admiration and respect for the people that we were there to serve and get to know and to be friends with, and it's caused me to struggle with a question, um, especially coming back into American context, and it's this question of colliding values. And I want to ask you this question: What what is the greater virtue, self sufficiency? or God dependency. And I don't mean God dependency as an excuse to be lazy. But to say, Lord, give us this day our daily bread. Lord, give us the ability to work hard, Lord, to provide for our needs, and let us see everything as a gift from you. I think of the Garden of Eden, you know, in this picture we have in Genesis, and and Adam and Eve are sitting there, and they are working the land, they are tending, and and they are harvesting, and they're eating, but they they are laboring and and have a deep recognition of of, they're not saying, wow, aren't we awesome? Look at what we grew. There's this level of, isn't God awesome? Look what he gave. And, and, And that we get to receive. Give us This day, our daily bread. So we've painted the sanctuary this past week. Wait, the gathering room. Everyone gets so mad at me. I'm I'm, I'm working, you guys. Can't teach an old dog new tricks. Yes, you can. Yes, you can. Uh, This gathering room where we gather to worship. And you guys know, for those of us who've been here, we had all along these back walls, we've been writing what God has done through this church. In our lives. And so it was these back walls had all kinds of stories and memories on them. And now they've, they're plastered in, they're painted in, and sealed in to the history of this church. But I, I, one of them on the back wall, who I happen to know was Tony's, I'm just going to point out. I'm, I went back and I'm reading all of them, and people are writing, you guys wrote really awesome stuff. I mean, God has worked here really terrifically. And I get, I get to this one on the back corner and I, I read, and it's Tony. And Tony, Tony said, what is the greater miracle? My first lungs or my second? Tony had a double lung transplant a few years ago. And, 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 and the perspective, he said, what, what was the greater miracle? Man, that right in the last hour, God provided new lungs for me. And somehow in getting that gift, it's caused him to realize My first lungs were such a gift. Give us this day our daily bread. God, provide for our physical needs and our spiritual needs. God, give us a deep integration of the life that we live and the faith we have, a consistency, an integrity. Give us this day our daily bread. Give us the wisdom, Lord, to navigate the decisions we have to make today. Give us this day the patience to deal with the people that we are dealing with. Lord, give us this day the ability to navigate our depression or grief or loss. Lord, give us this day the ability to celebrate, and to enjoy, and to laugh, to appreciate and see the gift of life. I have another friend who's part of this church, and he, he challenged me, which I like. He said, you know what? I think too often at church, which we are the church. You guys hear me saying that all the time too often we come to the thing where we line up in the rows and we hear the person talk and we do the things. Too often, he said, I I feel like we have, we talk about our church life, not our life life. He said, like, we come in and it's like, there's just something different. We've like made some shift and we we have this church life or this other aspect of us. but, But then we go out and live out our life life and it's different. Let me just tell you, there is no difference between church life and life life or spiritual life and work life or spiritual life and family life. Lord, give us this day our daily bread and the deep integration of the fullness of everything we do. There is no separation. Lord, grow us in the deep integration of you into all aspects of our life. Something as mundane as bread. God, you are our provider. You are our sustenance. And and, and recognize the tense continues in in this prayer. Give us this day our Daily bread, give us the communal connection. Lord, let us be a church and a family and a people that come around and we're gonna help. God, you're gonna actually work through us to provide at different times. The food or the support or or the counsel. Lord, give us this day our daily bread and we set down this competing value of our own self-sufficiency and form us into a people that have a God dependency and a recognition that this life is a gift. Give us this day, Lord, our daily bread. What's that mean for you right now when you pray that? Where does that sink into you? You know, and when you wake up Monday morning and you say, Lord, give us this day our daily bread. And then there's this really big word. There's two really big words in this 18 words of, of prayer. The first really big word is, and. And. Lord, give us this day our daily bread. And. See the link and the recognition between God's provision of physical needs and of our spiritual needs. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us. Forgive us our sins. Or trespasses or debts, and this is the place in the Lord's prayer where, like Jeff Benson, hollered it out when we did it up at the cross a few weeks ago. I was like, "All right, we're all going to say the Lord's prayer," and we didn't have it written on the wall. And he's like, "I'm like, all right, you ready? said and then just like, whoa, 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 what?" And I said, "What? Was well, it sins or trespasses or debts or what are we saying? Because if you say it in a big group, you get to this and forgive us our as we forgive those against us, you know." And, and we say these different words and these different traditions or even these different translations, I am going to tell you why we say different words here and why it's a little bit confusing. Uh, the, the truth is that in Greek, what the New Testament was written in, this word is only used twice in the New Testament. And, and it's here and in Luke, both times in the Lord's Prayer. And so it's a little bit like, oh, well, what does this word mean? It's, o- it's only right here. So what does it mean? So there's been some confusion in translation, but most people say it's debts. It talks about a debt, like owing a debt. Forgive us our debts. But then Luke, if you go to Luke and read this this prayer in Luke, it actually says, forgive us our sins as we forgive those indebted to us. So it actually uses the Greek word for sins, Okay, so in Luke, if you read it, forgive us our sins, not our debts, our sins. So that's where we get some of the confusion. Is it sins or debts? I don't know. That's why we have some of that confusion. Then where does trespasses come from? Trespasses come, if you read right down after uh, the, the, this prayer here is given, the next thing Jesus says in Matthew, see, I wrote it down. Where is it? He says this, he says, if you forgive others their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive others their trespasses, neither will your Father forgive your trespasses. So, so right after that, so that's why we use the word trespasses sometimes because right after, Jesus talks about the trespasses. So what is the right one? Trans- yeah. Transgressions? <laughs> <laughs> Great, we're going to hold on a- <laughs> It's in the Bible I gave you. We're going to talk later. I, I think all three. I mean, transgression is another word for sins. Get, 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 I think all three of these are great, yes. And, and they, they, they together convey, come, convey, Lord, forgive us our sins. What's a sin? God, those things that are outside of your design and your desire. God, forgive us for the places where we go outside of how you have designed us and what you desire for us. Trespasses. God, we recognize that we have gone to places that you did not want us to go. We have trespassed outside of the bounds that you have given. Debts. God, that we owe something that we cannot repay. In the Old Testament, I mean, in old times, there's like debtor's prisons where the kings are like, you owe me money and you can't pay it? Yeah, go to the dungeon, you know? Like you cannot pay back, and there is a debt that you cannot pay. Father, we recognize, give us this day our daily bread. We recognize you in all aspects of our life. And in that, we recognize how often we go against what you desire. And when you pray this prayer on your own, because you do and you will and you do, when you get to this part, it's fine to get specific. I, I love, I, I mean, when I, 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 it's a prayer I actually love to pray. God, show me, Spirit of God, show me the places of my trespasses and my debts and my transgressions, my sins, that, that I don't even see. God, forgive me. Forgive me my arrogance. Lord, forgive me my judgmental spirit. Lord, my addictions. How I treat other people. God, forgive me for the ways that I hide from myself, from others, God, even the ways that I hide from you. Father, forgive me for my shame, and I feel so guilty, and you say that I'm not these things, but I feel kind of worthless or embarrassed. Father, forgive us this day. Forgive us. Give us this day our daily bread. And forgive us our sins. And then the second really big word, as. I think that the as is bigger than the and, right? As we forgive those who sin against us. Forgive us as as we forgive those, and this is difficult. I mean, friends, Jesus asks us to forgive others to the same measure that God has forgiven us. Again, you see the integration here. You see the connection. We forgive as we have been forgiven. You ever heard of the fundamental attribution error? Maybe you yeah, have. It makes me sound smart, huh? I just read it on Google this week, so I wanted to tell you guys about it. Um, it's, a, it's a psychology term, and basically it's this. It's that when you're driving and someone cuts in front of you and you have to hit your brakes, we say, jerk, you jerk. Then when we're driving and, and we pull in front of someone and they have to hit on their brakes, like, ooh. I just made a mistake. When we're driving and someone comes flying past us, I'm like, that idiot. Why are they going so fast? But when we go flying past someone, we're like, well, we're just late to something really important and we've got to, you know, get there. And it is this, it is this thing that, that we love, that within ourselves, we allow circumstances to explain our behavior, and we give a lot of leniency. But with others, we make character associations or assassinations and assumptions. We underemphasize our response, and we over-emphasize others. The, the Bible says it quite simply. We, we love to take the speck out of someone else's eye without dealing with the log in our own. Those who are forgiven well, forgive well. And the measure for how well we have received God's forgiveness is how well we forgive others. I'm going to read that again. I'm going to say that again. The measure for how well we have received God's forgiveness is how well we forgive others. And Jesus was a model. And one of the most powerful prayers, remember what I, I, I didn't, I, in fact, I think I didn't say this to you last week. Uh, I, I read a quote and said, Christian, it's from Sturgeon, Christian prayers are not measured in length, they're measured in weight. You know, Jesus is telling their people, don't try and impress me with your many words, Because God already knows what you need. And some of the most profound prayers have been the shortest. For example, Jesus on the cross, three, three words Father, forgive them. They do not know what they're doing. Jesus was not crucified for his sins. He's crucified for ours. He, he wasn't paying for his debt. He's paying for ours. And in it, he models for us, his followers. He models his forgiveness. So are we daring enough to pray these 18 words? Father, give us this day our daily bread. Integrate our faith into all the mundane and the miracle of our life, and let us see you as sustainer and provider. Forgive us our sins. Humble enough, honest enough to recognize our own, our own brokenness. We don't need to hide. We don't hide. Prayer is not hiding. And forgive us our sins as. as as we forgive those who sin against us. Father, may we be a people that receive your forgiveness and experience it to the level that we are then able to forgive others. Friends, let's... Actually, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to sit here for a minute. Let's just sit in that. Father, what are you speaking to us this morning? What did we hear? gotta be at work in us and friends let's stand. We're going to spend some time and just respond, worship, let the Spirit of God continue to work. Uh, I do want to say, I didn't, I didn't say it before, we do have the, the business meeting, which, Lord, give us this day our daily bread. Uh, it's not like this is the spiritual time, then we have a not-spiritual time. Lord, you in all things uh, have the business meeting after, after service. So um, it'll start like five minutes after, after we finish. And invite everyone to, to stay and be a part and vote on the budget and elders and the bylaw changes, so. Uh, so Father, we thank you for this morning, and, and the ancient prayer Jesus that you taught. Pray it; it drills down into us. We're saying, "Teach us to pray." We don't want to just res- we're not saying teach us to recite something. We're saying, may what you have given us instruct us on how we are to pray and penetrate in. Grow us, Father, a more authentic relationship with you and one another, more integrated, not hiding. Thank you for this morning. Amen.